Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yep, it's DJ Damage. All right, if you're listening to us on iHeart, please make sure you keep doing so so we get paid. And also, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and watch us on YouTube. All that. Mm -hmm. What's what's going on? I told you, Damage (laughs) Outside, I feel like I woke up this weekend. Well, first of all, this weekend, I spent one whole day in bed. I don't know if it was just the gravity pulling me down mm-hmm. because I haven't been in my bed in so long and our body has memory so once it gets back to its normal it's home. It's normal resting place. Yeah, you were incognito for a second. I stayed a whole day in bed and I ain't going to lie, I woke up with this guilt of I don't know, it was like this weird guilt of I'm not doing enough. I felt really lazy. And I told you you were co- uh, cursed with ambition. That's what ambition is. It's like you you accomplish something and then once you accomplish it it's like Man, that that accomplishment is not that. You know what I'm saying? It's like that wasn't. You want to do more, and it's a curse that we're blessed to have, like to do something major and then want to do more. I think it's a good thing. I'm not I'm not able to smell your own roses for a moment. Hey, man, thing. I think we all deal with that. Like you look back, yeah. it's like, oh, I wish I would have just slowed down, but that's what gets us to the next level. No, mm-hmm. I've I've slowed down to enjoy the process and what's happening. I will say maybe that like the New York experience, the Philly and all that, that mm-hmm. was a long run plus Miami back and forth. So that was a long run and I think that because I'm not used to being down and now having become so much more busier that I feel like when I am down like I should be doing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, but a friend of mine he was standing there and he was like, "Thank you," because I feel that way, but I'm I'm just I don't know, it was a weird kind of depressive thing i mean i'm sure there are people out there who do a lot and work a lot and work overtime and provide for families or provide for their friends whatever but and then still feel like they're not doing enough yeah i I never thought that would be called ambition no that's ambition no you've had that feeling for a long time we've talked about talked about that on shows in the past really yeah yeah well i mean yeah you feel like i mean i'm I'm saying it's a different experience now like before when you feel like you're not doing enough it's just like should i be creating something else Mm -hmm. It's it's just like i look at this year we got our Instagram back. We broke the biggest story. We got on iHeart, nationally syndicated across the country. Went back to loving hip hop. Doing another season of Wild and Out. We launched an award show. We've done a lot of talk shows. We've a lot of the check marks on our board of mm-hmm. our vision board at Hollywood Unlocked have been checked off. But still, even then, you're like, okay, you're not really doing purposeful work. Like you're not out helping the community yet. Yeah, okay. You know, there's that. And then there's there's like, okay, now we got to get Hollywood Unlocked on TV, and we have offers to do stuff. But then it's just like, okay, if I take this offer, and what if it fails? And it's just it's just the pressure, I think, of it's, there's the pressure of getting to where you want to go, and then there's the pressure of staying where you are where you want to be. Yeah, it's like... Because you don't want to get nationally syndicated, and next year the show's gone. Mm. But that's no, the, we don't. I think that's the difference between, you know, talent and the difference between hard work. Like, talent can get you in a lot of doors, but if you're not working hard, if you're not grinding, then... All the accomplishments will go away. So I feel like we got the hard work. We got the work ethic. It's nothing to worry about. But picture this. What if you were complacent instead of having that feeling you have now? What if you accomplished just a little bit and you just dwelled in that? Like, oh, I did one thing this year. This is amazing. That's it. Yeah. That's Instagram. <laughs> in Listen, a nutshell. For some people. I mean, then there's people. You know, I only follow 103 people. It was 100 until this weekend. I found three cute stragglers along the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're Stop. like, oh my God, thank you for following me. I'm like, Stop oh, thank you. Stop picking up strays, Jason. No, Stop it. Trust me, there's a flight leaving this evening. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it's it, not even just that. It's just, um, you know, doing Wild and Out was more about saying, uh, because again, I say this to people who don't believe me, I really am shy at some things. I ain't shy to tell you how I feel if you provoke me. I'm, yeah. I'm all for that. 
Um, and I, I work well in confrontation, although I don't really like it. I can I can handle mine. But I will say Wilding Out was more about can I get out there on stage in front of people and fucking like I've given you compliments when you did uh, Revolt. Like that was that's a talent that I didn't feel I had. So I literally I used Wilding Out. Push yourself. Yeah, to push myself because you drink that handy, that door opens, that smoke is on the air and you on the stage. What you going to do? You going to either fail or you or you going to do, do your thing. Swim. And that shit is scary as hell. People that want to be out there. Like I see a lot of content creators online and people who are, and, and I'm now, now with the show going national, I do get a lot more people coming and giving me my props. Like, yo, you fucking did that. Y'all niggas like, not even just with the show, Hollywood Unlocked, your Instagram went down for like three months. We never thought you would come back. You came back and you, you do want to absorb that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's now a lot of pressure because now you're like, what next? What, what next? So once you have the talk show, once you have the TV show, you have reality TV, you have the podcast, you have the national syndication, you have the book. You, now what? You kill it. You no, kill I, it in all those avenues. Like, okay, we got our show, now we need to kill it. We need to have the best ratings. We need to have the best interviews. So it's not about, you know, necessarily what's next, like there's a new venture, but we just got to kill the ones we got now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we've said, you know, we're now working on the Hollywood Unlocked talk show or the Jason Lee talk show, whatever that's going to be called. And we're working on the, the festival. So mm -hmm. like that is like it, besides Exciting. the book, besides the book. But that's it for the Hollywood Unlock world. I said, okay, now that we have our world, we have live events, we have the award show, we have a calendar of events we're building, we have the music festival, so live music, uh, we have the radio show, we have the podcast, we have our digital footprint, we have our YouTube community, we have our social community. So now we're just gonna like encapsulate that world that's and it. just keep building that out. Mm. And that's it. That's but then it. what? Then what's life? Stop but worrying that's about. Not, there's that's not a that's it. That is a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Like that's a lot. Like the average person has a difficult time getting out of bed. You know, right. you have a lot on your plate. Like we, you know, we all do. We're about to take the show back on the road and go back to New York. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> okay. But I will say to anybody listening, like you know, yeah, your dreams are worth fighting for. But even when you reach them, you're still gonna not always feel a hundred percent. You're not gonna always feel like. There's stuff happening back home. Like, you, you know, we went to Philly. Yeah. You know, there's stuff happening in the real world mm -hmm. that when you go back to it, you kind of like, damn, I should be doing something, but I don't have time. And I will tell you, I learned with that whole Trayvon Martin thing that like, you know, when you want to help, if you don't have a plane to sustain that help, you can exactly. really cause more problems. Mm -hmm. That's why they say when you're when the oxygen fails in a, in a plane, put your own mask on first before you help others. Mm -hmm. You can't help others if you can't help yourself. Exactly. You know, you want to put yourself in a position where you have, you know, a, a excess, you know, and like you're able to I'm able to give now Preach. and it's not going to like, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to lose with, all my shit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, sorry, the rent is late this month yeah. because <laughs> we're going to pull back this help. I mean, we meant to help. Yeah. Now we're going to proceed now. Yeah. yeah, but I thought I thought this weekend was just like uh physical exhaustion. I mean, I think it was a combination of that. So I went and got the IV. I did the whole self-care thing, drank a bunch of water. I'm like, Did okay, you see Carla, our facialist? She's coming tomorrow. Right. Oh, she's coming tonight. <laughs> she's coming tonight because Carla. I'm starting to I'm starting to peel now. I'm like in public and shit flakes are falling <laughs> off my face. I'm like, look, nigga, I ain't dying over here just but but I do feel like Self-care is one thing, but when I felt like just not being able to get out of bed, I started to really check in 
like go beyond the layers of like how you feel but like really check it's in mental exhaustion it was mental exhaustion yeah. and then the whole cycle of you need to be doing more you're being lazy get up and get and then and then it was like i can't get out of bed because i'm and it's just crazy because i think people will look at our instagrams and look at our show and say yo they're popping and this shit's lit no like we're regular people with real life shit mm. maybe my stress is a little different than me. the rent is paid but, you know, I'm fighting with my landlord about $500. I don't know where she found this 500 extra fucking dollars at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your yeah. ass is on the hit list later on today, matter of fact. I, I heard that conversation between the two of them. I, 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 my face hurt for her. <laughs> you. <laughs> Poor. I'm sorry. Wait, y'all rent is paid? Oh. Ain't oh. yours? Oh, no, no. It's the second. Working on it. <laughs> You just got to pay pal. Your rent is paying. Working on it. But um, but I want to say, you know, to the fans who are listening, we do appreciate everything that you've done. Like, you, you know, we said on the syndicated show, if you're yes. not listening in the city that you're in, please push pause. Go over to find out where the fuck this show is. <laughs> Tune in so the ratings go up. Tell a friend. Hello. Go to your grandma's resting home. What's that place called when the old people move in a place? It's oh. a convalescent go home. Go to the convalescent home <laughs> and turn the hip-hop <laughs> channel up so everybody can just dance their geriatric ass to our show. That's right. Because once it becomes a hit, then we'll be more overwhelmed because we'll be working every day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm this, with it. This one day a week show, I ain't gonna lie. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a grind. We got a job. Mm-hmm. Hello. Damn. I came to I came back to LA to fucking relax, Jason. I yeah. wanted my life to be a you know a party. I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't want my well, life yeah. to be you a party. If you want to come to LA and relax, it's called becoming an influencer. Yeah. 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 These yeah. motherfuckers is relaxing. And yeah. I'll tell you one thing. On these somebody's damn, couch. These damn birds on the street, the the bikes. Mm. I was sitting in front of my building the other day and the bird was in the street and a car ran over and I said, <laughs> What is life? <laughs> For real, I would have got out and beat somebody's ass just because the bird was in the street. They're illegal in my neighborhood. Are they? Yeah, they can. They, yeah, they're not allowed to come into the neighborhood. Uh, See, white folks say keep that g- degenerate shit over here in Hollywood. <laughs> I, I like. I'm, I'm glad they did that. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't want to be tripping over those motherfuckers. Like I've never it. gotten on one. Have what? You gotten on one? Of course. That's how I go down Melrose. That's how I get to your house. <laughs> so I, bird. I had an Uber driver pick me up in Woodland Hills the other day, and he goes, oh, you live at such and such. He knew exactly where nah, I live. You should be very afraid. Over for that. Where do I move now? I move in the house on the hill. Somebody's coming to kill me. I move back in my building where it's secure. Somebody knows I'm there. Like, fuck it. I'm moving to Stockton. Your building in the city is the building you live in. It's kind of high profile. Yeah. No, just yeah. a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. There's a lot of influencers in there. Really? <laughs> yeah. I should create a. I should create courses on how to do what I did, even though I don't know how I did what I did with Hollywood Unlock, just like build some tutorials because everybody keeps asking me like, can you show me how to do it? No, every brand, like there's three people here that we are three individual brands within a show Mm -hmm. and we're all different. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just talk shit. If I wanna wanna get my views up on my Instagram, all I gotta do is go and say, Mm -hmm. I wanna fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. That's gonna be a headline. But do you? No, Mm -mm, not at all, a little too pasty for me. All right, so what have you been doing this weekend? Uh, I was chilling at a friend's house, um, my friend nice. Lawrence, um, and I invited the girls. So we just kind of had a pool party. We did the barbecue thing, mm-hmm. had a couple of edibles, did some tarot card readings, you know, just some usual Sunday Tarot shit, card reading? You know, yeah. One that's, of, that's witchcraft. Well, one of us is, no. one, of, one of my girlfriends is- um, A witch? No. She does not like to be called a witch. My mom pulls cards. She's she going to is, hell. She's, well, does she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, your mom plays the tarot cards? Yeah. 
Oh, damage. Your mom I'll is text so her right cool. now. Damage. She pull your cars right no, now. Tell her to keep them chicken bone. Is that your <laughs> Ain't banks? no chicken bones in my mom's house. Over there. Just your, shea butter. Your mom is so and cool. Eucalyptus. I want to. I want. I really want to meet your mom. Oh, you should be around. Wait, yeah. his mom's really pulling out tarot cards mm-hmm. and reading people's future. His mom is like what? She's seventy five. So I got two moms. You know, I'm adopted. Yeah. So okay. this mom is just turned 74. Okay. So, and this is the one that this dates 50-year-olds. No, that's my adopted mom. She's uh, okay. That's the one I want Two meet. moms, y'all. I'm blessed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the birth mom is the one that does the tarot cards. Exactly. And so she reads, but she's not considered a witch. No. But your friend's a witch. No, she doesn't like the time. No, she is not a witch. A she's witch? It, Is she not- like mixing stuff that she wants no, to like spray just- on motherfuckers or what? No, she just, you know, she asks that everybody who is in the vicinity of the person who's getting the reading, you know, try to create this cohesive energy. So we all breathe in through our nose and out through our mouth. Yeah. And we just create this nice energy field. Nam yeah, kind of That's thing. The and then she, you know, she gave a reading to everybody there and everybody was like, whoa. It was deep, right? It was deep. She put, she was like your cards are popping like just popping off the the deck melissa and i didn't even ask for a reading and then Ooh. everything that she said i was like yeah 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 i could it was yeah. very specific and i think reading cards and reading people's futures is a form of manipulation like you're telling, not you're, you're trying to project to them what they should be doing and, no. and will be doing it's mm-hmm. not the future it's kind of the state of where you in if you're confused about something like right now when you were sitting at home somebody should have pulled your cards are you crazy <laughs> I ain't letting, if a motherfucker tries, grabs my hand and tries to read it, they're going to get slapped. But that's why I didn't ask for the reading. And she said, these cards came off the deck and talking they're, to you. they're talking to so you. So what did the card say? It just basically said that um, in a consistent manner that I have a lot, that I've had a massive transformation in my life and that I'm juggling a lot of stuff that are, that are um, you know, kind of like in line with the transformation, in line with my thought process. Um, and I'm trying to accomplish a lot in a very short amount of time. And even though it's all beneficial to me, I'm I'm just trying to do too much and I don't know how to do it all. I was, And she doesn't, we're new friends, so she doesn't know all this stuff. And you know how private I am. I don't really all, always talk about this stuff. It just was consistent. And it and I listened to everything she said about everybody else. It was all different stuff. It's good stuff. You know, it wasn't like generic shit like, I see a redhead somewhere, you know, circling around you. Here's it was a jacket. Yeah, it was. It if somebody read like my cards and was like, yo, I see you talking shit in the future. I'm like, hmm, that's typical. All right, right. so look, I'm going to tell you something. I just went to the Black Ink Compton um, release event, and I see one of my friends and her homegirl is one of these people, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So she was like, I was like, yo, read me. She was like, no, because people play kids a joke. I was like, no, read me. So she was like, there's somebody watching over you. And I was like, okay. Somebody I mean, was that in your life. God. Exactly, look. But somebody that was in your life okay. when you were 10 years old, but he's passed now. And she described the shape of him, right? So I'm like, what are you talking about? So she's telling me all this stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. So I call my mom. I'm like, who was in my life that dealt with you? Because she said it was like somebody that dealt with your mom or whatever, but he's not around anymore. That's passed because I don't remember. And she was like, well, my husband from around that age, he passed away. And honestly, he was probably the best father figure you ever had. Mm. So it was deep, right? Like this woman just met me, doesn't know me from anything and seen that. So, you know, you got to be a little open minded. It's not witchcraft. It's yeah. just like, a little, I'm, I'm going to pray on it. Jesus. Keep, it's like bewitched. Keep, keep not witchcraft. away from me. But look, I would ask the follower, like our co- people in the comments, if you are you listening and streaming this, go to YouTube and, and leave a comment. Leave your craziest tarot reading experience. I want to read this <laughs> show on the next show. Experience. Or psychic experience. Or psychic experience. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, most of the psychics I see have no teeth. 
if you can't see that you need teeth, <laughs> how are you going to tell me what I need to be doing or what's happening in my Where future? Where are you meeting these psychics? Where do you they see be sitting at? over there on the side street by uh, Roscoe's. Just I don't know there. if they're necessarily psychics. Sitting, uh, Have they predicted anything? Sitting Indian style, talking about, come on in. No, bitch, no. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Have they predicted anything? I don't allow those people to talk to me because I really do believe, like, my spirit can't even handle it. Like I, God don't like that. Like that's it's a form of witchcraft. I got a psychic reading. It is. I got what a psychic is witchcraft. When you're playing with cards and trying to tell people's future, when you're not God, how can you predict or even like channel? Like it to me, it's just like it's a fraud and it's okay. The wait, devil. So that means wait. I have a real question. Would you classify yourself as like categorize yourself as a Christian? Well, I am a Christian. But are practicing, like, and I mean, the, I pray, and, and the I pray, system. I listen to gospel music. Am I, yeah, am, I, am, page, I am I, like, yeah, am, I, am, I, am I sitting same in page. a synagogue or a church saying, Yes, Lord, yeah, no, well, synagogues, you whatever. <laughs> I, I ain't got the Quran, I ain't got the Bible at the house, but I do have a relationship with God. Yes, I am a Christian, okay. and I believe in that. Okay, okay, okay. Would you classify yourself as a Christian? No, okay, no, but he was a Muslim, okay. Uh, Okay. But you said you're non-religion now, right? Like you have spiritual. no... Spiritual. Yeah, you're spiritual. And that's so. why these people, they're spiritual people to me. Just like if you go to a mm -mm, church mm -mm. in the past. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. That homeless man down by Starbucks. Now, that, you're talking about the but, homeless man. No, but I'm man. just saying, he could be laying there like, as soon as you walk by, he could say, I see wealth coming in your future. That doesn't mean that God told that nigga to wake up out of his sleep on the curb and send a message but to you. But I feel like... I better stop letting this evil shit in your but head. I feel like spirituality is an energy. So maybe somebody well, that you that. don't know that you could walk by can see something in you, even if they don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's just like, I see something in you that something's going to be good. We're going to do an experiment. Let's go out on the street one day, the three of us. <laughs> and I'm going to walk up to people and say, you're a hoe. I can see it. <laughs> I see it in your spirit. Something told me to in tell you you're a hoe. No, and then depending on the reaction, they say, I am a hoe. <laughs> well, then maybe I'm connected in a different way. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. So I get invited to this billionaire's house. Anytime you call me and say, hey, Jason, when you go somewhere, the answer is going to be no. If you say there's a billionaire, a millionaire, or a really cute Dominican, I'm there, right? In that order. Or any order. Dominican, right. whatever. So they invite me to this house. Cute I pull, Dominican billionaire. Go I pull ahead. up with four homies. Everybody's cute in the car. The house is massive. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to say the person's name, but we we're there we're having a great time beautiful house beautiful experience good people good food i mean you know some people are smoking in the bushes there's a turtle all types of good shit happening and then somebody threw a water bottle i was looking on my phone and i heard and i looked and the person was throwing water balloons trying to hit me in the face as a joking thing clearly they didn't know who i was but they knew me but they didn't know me like why do people play like that? I don't even respond to well shit like like shit like that well I don't even like horse around like that so I said oh time to go so I put on my shoes that's hysterical no I did <laughs> and there was one person who knew me and he goes oh, 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 oh you know he he ain't that type of person the other person thought it was funny oh, I missed you I'm putting on my things I'm ordering my car my friends have like taken off their clothes and now they're in shorts I ain't basketball. that type of person get your things it's time to leave <laughs> car pulls up they throw another one. But as they <laughs> as they throw the second water balloon, I happened to be looking at them and I just went, the water balloon hit my hand and dis the water dissipated. And I was like, good night. And I left. I feel like I'm having a good, I, I have a good influence on you. Why? Because you just said dissipated. Mm. I'm smart, Melissa. You do know this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I mean, I chose to leave. That shows growth. Mm-hmm. 
Cause, and that was after like 14, 1942. So it could have went left, but I left and everybody was like, oh, I can't believe you can't take a joke. Hitting somebody in the face with a water balloon is not a joke. No, not it's not. Not as a grown ass man. What? No, it's not. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not at all. Could you imagine somebody hit you in the face with a water balloon and they thought it was funny? Like, I wouldn't even hit you in the face with a water balloon. I wouldn't hit either one no, of you. We're together all the time. That would be a hard no. <laughs> No, I had an experience like that. I was at one of these day parties and they had those little little dollar store water guns. Fuck no. And I'm talking to somebody I know and I don't know this girl. And she's like spraying me in the face. So I let the first two go. I'm like, all right. And she just keeps spraying me in the fucking face. So I took one of the water guns and I just like pour it all in their hair. You know what Good. you should know? What you should, I hope you had a weave. What you should have what you, what you done is you should have got a bucket of water and threw it on I her wish head. I wish I... And, and wipe that wig right away and then said, now look at you. You, you lucky. I, didn't, I was looking for the biggest. I was like, I can't find it. I'm just going to pour the water gun this way. I was pissed. When you have a wig on, you should not play with water don't play with people don't and don't play, play with, with water. Don't, don't, don't do it if you have a detachable wig or a lace front that can be ripped off your head you shouldn't because i'm gonna That's tell what you i mean whoopi goldberg spoke real shit and see everybody said oh they keep posting this video of hazel and me hazel and hazel. like okay well, who cares if you're a woman and you hit a man you better duck <laughs> <laughs> you better duck you can say whatever you want. Oh, he hits women. Yeah, no, no, I don't hit women. Mm. But if you if you hit if you punch me in my face or you swing on me or something, I'm telling you right now, I pack a really good punch. I'm gonna hit you as hard as I can. Mm. Man, are, are you crazy? Male or female? In the comments, leave your comment now, and I would love to hear this debate. I feel like if a man hits her, it's like, oh my god, a man hit a woman. But then a man, a woman could just come and punch you in your face. I no, so. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't. Protect yourself, but you can't just punch her in the face back. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna beat her up. Uh uh-uh. uh Hold on a second here. I'm the woman here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say my I'm gonna say my piece. If you are a woman and you want to act like a man and you want to get all up in a man's face and you want to be because I I was that girl. I used mm-hmm. to have such a fucked up temper. I'd be like, nigga, you ain't shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. And then smash you in the Ooh, face. Wait, do it again. Wait, do it again. I felt the energy. No, I know. Because it's so antagonistic. And I can feel it, all of it. No, Show no, no. But it's... Mm. And it's such an... And it's also such an assumption that based on the fact that I'm a woman and you can't touch me. So I get to antagonize you and I get to physically put my hands on you and I get to harm you and you cannot touch me because you're a man and I'm a woman. I do not have the right to be all up in your face and antagonizing you to a point of possibly no return. It is not my right to do so. Any woman, no, that, okay. any woman that does that, you are putting yourself at risk for dealing, for, for confronting a man that does not have those boundaries of I cannot put my hands up. He's got the up until a point. You you. But this is the thing. As a woman, you run the risk that's, is what I'm it's saying. It's a very, it's a, yeah, it's a slippery slope. But as a man, you can walk away. As a man, you can walk and away. Now, if a girl hits you in the back of your head. Wait, let me tell you a real story. My friend, and I love you, Naya, but I'm going to tell you a story. My friend, Naya, she had a sister named Baby Beast and Ooh. another sister named Vani. These and are they women used to, I would not want to run into. And they used to run the streets whooping everybody's ass. Thankfully, they also whooped some people for me. <laughs> there was a day where Naya got into a fight with this guy and she was beating his ass on the in the hood in front of all his homies beat when I talk about beat not like punch punch some girls she was beating him down like had him by his braids and was (laughs) punching him on the ground he put out a gun and shot her now she lived but everybody was like I can't believe that nigga shot her well let me tell you something 
he was about to die. Yeah. And now if her girls would have got there, they would have beat him down. Now, let's be clear, because there's people in the comments saying Jason and Melissa are advocating for women getting no. beat. No, 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 no. no, no. That's no. Not what's going on. I believe a man who beats a woman is a bitch-ass nigga, mm. number one. I think a man who uses uh, physical violence or even emotional violence over a woman, emotional uh uh, what do you call it? Manipulation. Uh, yeah. Manipulation or uh, just whatever the yeah. word is. is a bitch ass nigga. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm talking specifically if you are minding your business mm-hmm. and a motherfucker well off and punch you. Now, you may get away with the first punch. Mm-hmm. I may try to walk away after the first. You mm-hmm. throw a second one. I don't know. Yeah. I, know, it, I feel you. Mm-hmm. I got homegirls and they fight dudes. And mm-hmm. I tell them, you hit him one good time and it hurt him. He's going to kill you. Mm. I thought you got to say now you're messing with his pride. So it's, da- it's it's a dangerous thing. You hit a dude and you really get him good. He's like, I'm taking you out. But yeah. I'm not even talking from a private perspective. I think what we're talking about is self-defense. Right? And I'm talking about mm-hmm. as a man, though. Oh, no, if I got you, you hit a man. Wait, like she was in you your mind with, and doing all and that. And then you hit him one, all, one yeah. good time. And, yeah. and he's like, yeah. now my pride is on the line. He's, <laughs> right. he's taking you out. Don't right. let a droplet of blood come out. That's no, the reason, I, the reason I bring this up was to set up kind of one of the topics that's out there now online where we got a lot of criticism because we posted a video of a grown-ass white man punching this 11-year-old girl. He punched her what? so hard. First of all, he pushed her and threw her across the room. Then when she came back at him, he punched her and knocked her down. He just got, he didn't get put in jail, but he got sentenced to uh, what Probation? Be, pro, behavioral <laughs> counseling or something like that. Yeah. But the but the issue that we got heat for was we just posted the part where he threw her and punched her. We didn't post the full clip where right before that, her and her little friends were chastising him and threatening him and yelling him in a circle. Mm-hmm. And he basically was like, nah, bitch, we're not doing that. And, he, and she ran up on him and he punched her. Now, here's the deal. I'm gonna may sound like I'm a little contradictory on this. She was 11 years That's old. That's different. That's a child. Like that was somebody's kid. You could have grabbed her, anything, slammed her, restrained her. You could have sent a message. Maybe they would have jumped him. He I don't know. He could have walked away. He was trying to walk away, oh. but she kept on and kept on. But she wasn't physically hitting him. She was See? just chastising him, and he felt threatened. I mean, you know, George Zimmerman felt threatened, killed Trayvon Martin. But that's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think? What do you think? Well, I will say, like, how many, her and her friends, how many? It's probably like eight or nine of them. So there's like a little gang. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's No one touched them, though. No, I I get it. But sometimes, like, where you'll be, you know, when school lets out and it's like a high school and stuff like that, and you just happen to be on the sidewalk or somewhere. I I don't do that. I ride right by. I know that feeling you're talking about. Those kids are bad. Yeah. (laughs) Some of them have to knuckle up. Exactly. They I can, thought it was just me. No, it's not. <laughs> kids get out of school. I'll be you like, want, look. You, you want to know what they did in y'all Toronto? Kids play with me if you, you want, want to. You want to know what they did in Toronto? So whenever schools would let out and like there was like there was one particular um, like when they would just kind of congregate in the subway system, mm-hmm. like packs of wild mm-hmm. fucking animals. You know, you know <laughs> no, what? Don't can, call what, them animals. You know, it's kids. No, but you know, no, what I'm some they kids can are act fucking crazy. animals, nigga. <laughs> with this Hollywood unlocked and sisters, some of your kids, ladies, if you're listening, fellas, if you listen, them little rabid motherfuckers, put them on a leash, throw them bitches in cages, and drop them off at the nearest ASPCA and euthanize them it, now. Okay, so what? Uh, Toronto's response to that, um, the the uh, the uh, subway system, they started playing classical music. Hmm. Yeah, because they that were just piss them off. yeah, they were just like okay, they don't want to listen, and they pl- 
played it loud. And I, I actually love classical music, so it never bothered me. <laughs> but you know Queen Latifah has an album, a jazz album. Have yeah, you ever heard it? I've yeah. heard it. Like, it's so chill. Like, were you in the car? Where were we at? Going to Philly? <laughs> no, we was going to uh, uh, the Real Fest. Yeah, I, I, no, listen, is this jazz by Queen Latifah? Listen, that girl went from Burger King to that. She killed it. Can't mm-hmm. beat it. But yeah, yeah. No, they So they play classical music as a way of like getting them to like not like congregate and not, not even suit, not congregate and, and just hear it. get on the fucking subway and get off. God forbid get, you put a little pump on her and or, get and get out, get outside. But what, is the is the nigga called Ugly God? What's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't wait, put on Ugly God. Oh, wait, you have turn. a whole problem. It's a real guy named Ugly wait, God. No, this? but he's really good though, right? No, yeah, he's good. He's ugly, good. Wait, is does ugly he sing God? classical music? Nah, I missed this part. What happened? Well, he's saying if they put on Ugly God, the kids will get turned. <laughs> the, kid, the kids will get turned up again if you turn off the classical and you put on Ugly God. That's the thing. When I was living in Philly, they had a flash mob problem. So ten or more kids will go downtown and just jump anybody. So now downtown, like kids had a curfew. You can't roll in more than two people at a time. Like kids are really getting together and just, oh, we'll come to your cookout. Say you're just having a nice kickback with your tarot cards. They'll come in here and fuck everything up. <laughs> okay, the devil. Let me tell you, there's something else I forgot to tell you guys that happened at the VMAs that I'm going to just put out here right now. So oh, we're Lord, sitting there in our seat. It's, mm-hmm. I'm here. Who's right here? Uh, Juju, Kimbella, uh, Monica, Juju. Toya. Anyway, it's like the VH1 section. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the niggas felt very isolated from the real talent. Mm-hmm. But a big <laughs> bang went off. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it was so crazy, the world we live in now, because everybody was like, like really, it wasn't like a big, big bang, but it was big enough for people to be like, is it time to run? Yeah. Like, is it going to be more? Yeah, right. because look at just now, Texas just had this big mass murder right. shooting. Mm-hmm. And now what happened yesterday, Odessa, Texas, there's mm-hmm. another shooting, seven people dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is this world that we're living in? And I'm sorry, people, nobody wants to say it. Now, let me tell you, when I tell you I love white people, my mama was white, my grandma was white, my uncle, my auntie, I got white people in my family, and I do love white people. Same. I lo- when I was uh, When I was the, uh, the uh, director of the Black Student Union at the high school that I worked at, one of my first policies coming in was inclusion. We developed an inclusion policy where I said, it's important for BSU to become strong and the only way to become strong as a black student group is to make sure that we have white, Filipino, Asian, Mm -hmm. Mexican, Latino people in our club so they get the black experience and then they can go out and share that and we can continue to grow our movement beyond our own people so the conversation Mm -hmm. becomes one conversation for everybody. I really believe in inclusion. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, now I'm on the plane and white people get to acting crazy because the other day there's white were we on the plane together? We were on the plane together, but you went in the back, yeah, which you didn't see. Yeah, it was a white man and his girlfriend I that. Yeah. cutting up. I yeah. mean, he was, he was probably six foot six, and he was very aggressive towards his black flight attendant. He was all ag- aggressive when we were still on the ground, and he was talking to the gate agent. See, there was a day yeah, where I, I would have like just that. there yeah. was a day where I'd have just threw my hood on and yeah. went to sleep. Yeah. Now I come here. I said, if this niggas keep acting up, you need to put him off the plane. Because mm-hmm. you just never know. Like, I don't know if you feel terrified. I mean, no, I, I was just coming back from uh, from New York and it was this dude and I don't know, I slept half the flight and I got, I went to the bathroom and all like the flight attendants were in the back talking. So I'm like, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. So I come back and sit down and this dude is acting real crazy on the back right and one of the little marshals walked up like, yo, if you sexually harass one of these ladies again, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a problem. So I'm like, this whole time, this dude is in there singing, yelling, doing whatever. And I, why felt is, the w- I don't even understand why there was why that was a conversation. It shouldn't have been like, if you do that. No, because get the he's fuck off white. The plane. He got a little he had a little extra. He was like, if you do it again. But he then did it to every one of the flight attendants. You right. don't want to think about racism 
even though you know the history and you know we are now on the 400th year of slavery like where slavery was started back mm-hmm. in Ghana and all we, mm-hmm. when the first slaves came in, we know that it's real but like I think and people say oh it's just typical to blame Trump I think Trump has made it safe for racism to he's surface. Embol- he's emboldened them, definitely. Yeah, yeah he's, he's fueled that. He's, he's fanned that flame. And now... He may not be a, the problem, but he's definitely a symptom of it. Racism has always existed yeah. in our country. And you, and when you're black, you kind of know. It's interesting being a half-breed. Like, you get it from both sides. You I, just said half-breed. That's hysterical. I'm a half-breed. I, I don't... You, know, you haven't heard that in a long time? I haven't heard it in so long. Like oh. I used to have a girl, uh, my girlfriends, we used to call each other the half-breed posse. No, I'm a half-breed. I'm be, we, but people think because I... Because half-breed I, posse. But people think because I'm not pro on either side that I don't understand or respect or appreciate my lineage from both ends. Shit, people mm-hmm. think you're Mexican, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's very disrespectful you, to both sides. People are like, yo, homie, what's up, loco? No, nah, nigga, you, you I'm gotta, black. You and Yankee, man. But you I'm just Yankee, no. But I'm just I'm saying, like, on the white side, I get it. Like, I understand white people. On the black side, I'm proud to be black. I've always identified as black because people don't look at me and go, yo, he's white. No, they'd be like, that nigga's Mexican. Yeah. But when they get to know me, they'd be like, okay, he's black. I just feel like where we were, like, even. Obama and mm-hmm. even when Bush was here, like we had issues of fear from terrorists mm-hmm. beyond the country. Mm-hmm. But like now we have domestic terrorists and they're white people. Yeah. It's not all white people, but they're white. Yeah. So I wanted Facts. to I wanted to read a little bit about this. So the um the situation that happened in Odessa, Texas. Um he called nine one one and the FBI just before the massacre, which is crazy. Wait, what? you can call the FBI? I, yes. Hello. Yeah. You can put a tip out in a minute. Let my neighbors get to moving too fast. I'm going to hit that tip line. Yeah, so the thir- <laughs> so CNN reports the 36-year-old gunman who killed seven people um, in the West Texas shooting rampage called 911 and the FBI after he was fired from his job just hours before the massacre began. But what did he call and say? That I'm, I'm going to kill these motherfuckers. That's what he uh, said. He said bas- uh, it says basically they were complaining um, about each other because they had a disagreement over the firing. I don't really know what that even He lost meant. his job. So he lost yeah. his job. So this is... A pro- this was the provocation to go out and kill multiple people and get killed and get and get killed. Yes, and of course he is a white man. Um, what else did it say? Uh, he had applied to get a gun but failed a background check. Um, a representative for the um, uh, ATF says, um, and that they are aggressively following up on how he was able to have gotten a firearm. Um, yeah, this is just, he bought it on the street. And the sad part about it too is that Texas then the same day after this happened passed uh, least stricter gun laws yeah. to where now you can take a gun in a church or in a school. You know what I'm starting to think? I'm starting to think hmm. that, that we're in our final days. Not even that. <laughs> that the powers that be are allowing all of these school these shootings, these mass shootings to happen as a form of population control. It's a. I'm sorry. That's a fucked up thing to yeah, say. Yeah, but they're killing a lot of white people too. Population control. Oh, population in general. Just, just in general. Like it's it's I, it's just so insane to listen to story after story after story to the point where we are becoming apathetic about it. Like we read it and it's not even a sense of horror anymore. It's just like. Okay, another one. I, I, you know what I, I mean? I'll go a step I think, that, I think I that's think an there's intention. there's a couple step further. <laughs> well, oh, let, let me try one thing. So I'll say, having worked for the union, I, I okay, so when I worked at the high school, I was 19 years old. I had left high school when I was 17, mm-hmm. uh, got my GD, got out, wanted to go to work, got a job at the high school I graduated from, 
and I was just doing my job. I love my job. I love helping kids. I worked extra as the person for the BSU club, and I went above and beyond to help these kids because I had this weird sense like I, I knew them because I came from where they were, and I somewhat made it because people died. Like by 17, 16, 17, people was getting murdered left and right. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I would make it till 21, mm -hmm. let alone where I am now. So when I went to work there, I saw like how people were getting fucked over in the boardroom with the union and the employer. And I'm like, yo, like they're fucking, they about to lay all these people off. These people are like 45, 50. They're, if they don't get grandfathered, they have no education. Yeah. If you don't have a formal education at 50 with the way the world is moving really fast. Like, and my cousin was like 45 at the time, maybe 46. So I got really active in the union. I didn't know it was the union. I just started calling all the schools, asking for one employer and my employee in my group organizing meetings off offline talking about what they were doing and i organized this big massive march on the school board i was only 19 years old got the nation of islam got my pastor got just different people in the community so i lost my job they they laid off the younger people doing that mm -hmm. and then kept the older people years later they grandfathered and got rid of everybody because they wanted to get rid of the militant people first mm -hmm. left there went to work at the probation department immediately got active in the union started seeing like okay Got in it to help the kids, but this is big business because prison and juvenile hall is based on how many kids are in the bed. Mm -hmm. Their funding is based on how many kids you have in that bed. That's why when your PO roll up, oh, you got a joint on the counter? Nah, that kid don't need to be locked up for that joint. But if I put that kid in that bed, then I get more funding. Mm -hmm. So I saw it becoming a business. It's mm -hmm. definitely a business. Left that job. When I went mm -hmm. to work at the union, I realized, oh, shit. We, have, we had a $80 million fund just to fund democratic people, mm -hmm. to put people in position to continue to fight for labor laws, to fight for worker rights, to fight for healthcare reform, all the things that were important to us. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say, you look at the NRA, like mm -hmm. that NRA, that's big ass business. They're mm -hmm. getting fucking paid and they're paying these, these uh, Republicans to protect them and keep their people's rights. Lobbyists. Beyond yeah. the yeah. fact that you went to Sandy Hook, I mean, why do we keep talking about it? When if you think about Sandy Hook, mm, that should have been that like, should have been the be, catalyst for been the massive change. The period, right there. Yeah, it should have been. But this is the scary part. I feel like the change is going to come. I feel like what they're doing is they're letting people in the inner cities, the hoods, the ghettos, kill each other. Mm. Once that became desensitized, now you're having the mass shootings mm. with people in churches, schools. Once we desensitize to that, they're going to take away the guns and then they're going to bring around something that makes you feel safe, the National Guard. So now you're going to have cops oh, and yeah, tanks. Oh, like militarized Yeah, now you're going to have see these yeah. things around and you're going to feel safe. You're, you're going to feel funny. like you want it's it. It's funny you say that because in Stockton they sent the U.S. Marshal. Exactly, mm -hmm. but guess what? You keep having all these shootings. It's like, oh, I'm glad there's a tank and there's the military right here. We need that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's kind of part of that mind control conditioning us in the long run when they do pull to the guns back. To give up our back, civil liberties. Give up our civil yeah. liberties and just Willingly. give in straight into the government. Right. Like, well, Dave, right. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle, have you seen his special yet? Did you guys land I watched watch it. That? I watched of it. Course. Did you see where he said er, the, the solution to this is everybody should buy a gun? Yeah. Because yeah. if you think about it, you come shoot up some shit and everybody in there got one, tear your ass up. I was on my Twitter That's account. That's what I'm on. I was on my Twitter account <laughs> and I and I just I put like a Whoa. gif of myself like watching the Dave Chappelle special like well, is, I, is anybody is anybody around that can hear me laughing? I post. Are you active on Twitter? I'm not Ish. active. Okay, not you, like we used to you be. You know what I do? I yeah, exactly. Because that's all were we the had. Days. Yeah, but so what I do? Is obviously, I've linked my Twitter account to yeah, my. Same, yeah. But there's times where. Well, you just have to get an opinion out. Yeah, there's times where I just got to say some shit. Well, I will say I posted on my face. <laughs> shout out, 
listen to every homosexual listening. I'm, I'm you. We're we're one. But listen to what I have to say. Mm. I went on my Facebook and I said the Dave Chappelle show, this Dave Chappelle special, is what the world needs right now. And yeah. people lit my ass up. Fuck you, motherfucker. You think so? Oh, because of when they were he was talking about the the alphabet people. Yeah, <laughs> that and that and the Michael. I mean, like it was such a good mm. special. I'll be honest. I wasn't turned on to Dave's thing. Mm. I'm like tuned in now. Right? Really? Yeah. And oh, I, because you never watched the Chappelle. Yeah, you catching on kind of on no, the back t- end. Tiffany took me and a friend Keith. We we she took us to a Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah. She got on stage. It was her, him, and John Mayer, and that mm. was kind of like I was like, yo, this is cool. I'm fucking late to the party. Super. But I will say, having watched it now, it, when he said the alphabet people, all the LGBT within the LGBT community. There is a lot of dissension and hate among all yeah. of us. Yeah, and there is. the T's, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> are the most hated people on the planet because they're the most misunderstood. I think, and I'm not saying that it's fair. I'm just saying that, like with T.S. Madison's help and with uh, who else have we had here? Uh, uh, Sydney, Sydney, and, mm-hmm. and and who else? The guy, remember the guy? Oh, Leif, um, um, Leif, Leif, yeah, Leif, Leif, Leif like, Ashley. We've yeah. learned, we've learned a lot more. We've allowed our platform to be used to teach people and show people more. And I will say, Pose. If you don't watch Pose on FX, you have to go and watch Pose. Go back and watch Ooh, it on yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Pose is such a good it's, show. It's so educational. It really too. is. That's why I love it. Yeah, that's why I love it. Uh, did you see the Late report? You are because Dave Chappelle has been the to goat to forever. Ask did about you, old boy. I know, but did you hear the report? Oh. Don't even ask me about Malik Yoba. (laughs) For everybody who might not have seen it, Empire star Malik Yoba reveals that he's a man who loves trans women. At least he's honest. Can I reveal something? I've known this for a long time. It okay, ain't just now him. that he's put I it, didn't know. Now that he's put it out there, now I can spill the tea. That's a friend of mine. I did not know. Now I can spill the tea. Malik (laughs) Yoba used to, I think he was sexually involved with a friend of mine named Sean a while ago. Sean had told me that they had messed around and. You know, and there were some pictures that had popped up of him uh, wearing makeup and dressed like a woman that was turned into a joke. And people on there say, oh, well, now I know what New York Undercover was about. Oh. No, we don't need to be disrespectful. But the sad part about it all is, well, one, him coming out was him raising awareness about a young man who committed suicide. Yeah. Allegedly committed suicide in Philly because he was outed for sleeping with trans women. But wait, why was it why is it allegedly that he committed suicide? Because we were contacted by an alleged family member today saying that they believe the transsexual killed them and that they have new autopsy information. So we're gonna wait ah, to get okay. that information that from them. Yeah, but there was a video that surfaced that Malik posted of people chastising this guy for liking transsexuals. But let's be clear, there's so many men that I know who love women. They love pussy more than I love fucking ham hocks. I don't even eat ham hocks, but you know what I'm saying. Like they, they mm-hmm. love they love women, they love vagina. But they also see, for whatever reason, a trans female as a woman. woman. Right. Whether they have a dick dingling dangling down there or not. <laughs> That's where it gets confusing for me. Speak on it. I'm just confused. Like, okay, you said you know guys that like women all day, and then they like trans women. So now I was thinking when Malik said that, I'm like, is a trans woman a woman that transitioned all the way, or is it? It depends. It depends. That's where I was confused. I'm like, so what does he like? Okay, so hold on. I'll tell you what he likes because I have a direct. Hold on, I need some more tea. My (laughs) cup is empty. Go ahead. What Malik like? Okay, so he his his direct quote is, "I love all women Mm -hmm. and count myself." These are all highlighted words among those that find themselves trans attracted. New new phrase, mm-hmm. um, and I too have felt the same the the self imposed shame that comes with that truth. But it's time to speak up. 
Um, he captioned this under a video of men bullying a man who said he has sex with trans women. And he, it, and he committed suicide, allegedly. It's not about genitalia or sex. Okay. But about attraction to the soul and humanity of an individual. Um, and like you said, that uh, the man in the video, Maurice Reese Willoughby, a 20-year-old who recently killed himself uh, via drug overdose after his girlfriend left him. Is, well, again, the family, the family, this is the alleged family members reached out and said allegedly that there's more to the story. They just got the autopsy back. They're grieving now and will come forward later. I've invited them to come on the show. I've invited them to use our platform mm -hmm. to tell his story. And I will say, I mean, look, I mean, part of what I don't understand is why people police who other people are sleeping with. I would say, yeah. again, if you're a woman and I you got a like. man who likes trans people make sure he ain't fucking him while he fucking you you at least are deserved honesty mm. and if you're a trans person and you want to be with somebody and he's with somebody else you should be honest i don't know i'm just at a place where like i i praise malik yoba for coming out if malik yoba likes vagina or dick on the side or if he likes no dick but just like a woman that has a dick whatever he likes I feel like he should be able to do it without that pressure. But do you think the business is ready for people to? No. Ready to what? But even with Pose, I mean, what I ready love for about what? what I love about Pose, well, she, I was going to say, are they ready for people that we know as actors or actresses or singers or whatever sleeping publicly, sleeping or attracted to transsexuals? Why not? They're getting caught and doing it anyway. So like, if Big Sean t came out and said, "I love sleeping with transsexuals," would people buy his album? I don't know. I don't. I can't speak for people. I wouldn't care. Like who? Who you fucking doesn't have nothing to do with me. Well, you're evolved, I guess. And we live in L.A. We don't live in the flower yeah, state. This yeah. is true. People in Nebraska who are out there raking their snow like yeah, that they faggot better not sleep with no cherry popping tranny. Whatever. Yeah, you make a good point. Yeah, we kind of see it every day. So. Yeah. No, I mean, Malik went on to, you know, underneath that video, he said, attention black and all men. This is not okay. Um, this video is another heartbreaking example of the homophobia, transphobia, hatred, and hypocrisy. We, as black folks, black men in particular, have to name, face, and call out and do the work to heal. Mm -hmm. I agree with those sentiments. But if you also uh, can, like, imagine this. Imagine where we are as black people, as advanced as we are, but still not as advanced as we should be. Mm -hmm. Women, still undervalued, underpaid. I ran into, I have to shout these girls out. I ran out to the three of the, four of the, no, three of the US women's soccer team girls. Yes. One of them is a fly lesbian. I don't, I don't know her name. I can't remember her name. She gave me her number. She's coming on the show. Mm -hmm. You know, they were we were talking about like the disparity in pay for women who run who win the World Cup or play at the soccer mm -hmm. at that level. And I said, oh, yeah, I know a soccer player named Jermaine Jones. And she was like, fuck him, because he's been one to say that we don't deserve that pay. So maybe we get Jermaine up here to ask him what he thinks about that. But I will think about it. Black people and women mm -hmm. literally are just treated a little better. And in some cases, not any better than a dog. Mm. Try being a black woman. Gay, yeah, and, and try being a gay person. Mm. Gay people, like, if a man marries another man, why do you care? Like, why does anybody exactly. care? Exactly. But why Nothing do people Nothing to do care? with me. I don't know that answer. <laughs> no, well, people do believe. No, they do. No, people, they do. They get mad. The Bible thumpers think that, oh, you ain't gonna fuck around with my Jesus. Well, And the Bible also said don't eat shrimp. Does it? And it says you should pray on your knees well, and grow along here. Wait, 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 that sounds a little too sexual. Hold on, wait, wait. We mean the, the, the Bible on, says a lot of stuff. The eating on shrimp. We ain't talking about little penises. We talking about it says don't eat like little shrimp <laughs> from the water. The, the, the crustaceans, the uh, bottom feeders. Oh, really? Yeah. God. 
The Bible, we will pick and choose what they want to follow at the Ch- Bible. I, call, I, had cherry cherry I had shrimp this weekend. Don't fuck around with Four Seasons on the brunch on a Sunday. Yeah. It's, mmm. <laughs> Shit, don't you fuck around, ladies. Four that Seasons. specific. No, okay, so. it's so good. <laughs> could you imagine gumbo mm. without shrimp? No. And, oh, uh, please. Yeah, and let's talk about where gumbo is. It's in the heart of, <laughs> you know, Christian territory. It's at the very end of the Bible Belt. What would y'all do if you followed, you know, the letter of the law in the mm-hmm. Bible? You wouldn't be able to eat gumbo. All them gumbo crawfish, all them shrimp. No crawfish. No, sorry, scrimps. I was, I, was, I was watching the Wendy Williams interview again for probably the umpteenth thousandth time <laughs> because there's little nuances. She's like, hilarious. She's so messy and funny. Uh, but she was sitting there talking about something just burped in the middle of something. Your yeah. face in the background, you were dying. <laughs> or when she started crying at the end, and Melissa said, "Well, here's your hot sauce." And she just, <laughs> and she just put it away. It was just like, "Yep." Because <laughs> this is what I understand. If you're mad at Wendy Williams for being her, like she's our auntie. Every time she mentioned food in the interview, she was going like this. Her mouth was literally watering. <laughs> that shit is iconic. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Uh, in other news, Simone Biles, which is, you know, she's been in the news for her own accomplishments. She was flipping and twirling. Yeah, but did you hear her brother was accused yeah, of a triple she murder flipping in Ohio? and twirling away from that headline. I mean, that's like, that's crazy. So uh, Tevin Biles Thomas, 24 years old, he was allegedly, he, he is, he allegedly killed three men at a party, which is just insane. It's not, I mean, it is insane. Yeah, that is insane. Put, yeah, put a period. Put a let her put a period in yeah. that before you start because there was a it, comma. Exactly. So um, apparently, this took place several months ago. This took place during um, uh, at a New Year's Eve party, um, and he's only being charged now. So he's been charged with murder, voluntary manslaughter, felonious assault, and perjury, according to a statement from the Cleveland police. What I don't like is why is her name in the headline? I was just about to say. Like, why is I was just about to say people attacked us for putting. Her name in the headline, but here, let's be clear. This is People Magazine that let's, I'm reading from. Let's be clear. Should be reading from Hollywood Online. I'm but let's sorry. be clear. <laughs> let's be clear. We work in an industry of clickbait. Yeah. You will not click on that a nigga killed three niggas because Tevin, guess what? Mm-hmm. Niggas is killing three niggas every and day. That's mm-hmm. why I was. But what reaction. makes it a story is you think if you go do something, they ain't gonna say Hollywood unlocks damage or Hollywood unlocks Jason Lee or. You know what I mean? That, that's, but it's that's like putting clicks. Jason Lee's sister something. It's like... Hey, when you become a public person, like, I know my family's... I got some fucked up people in my family. Mm-hmm. I love them, but the reality is, if I ever see a headline, Jason Lee's brother does X, oh, yeah, he did it. And then this is sad because now it's going to overshadow all this shit this girl worked for, mm-hmm. all that hard work, all her life of getting away from the shit he's doing, clearly being focused and doing something else. Now it's like, oh, yeah, we were just celebrating you, but what's up with your brother? But it's not. Every interview, but your it's brother, not, your brother. It's not going to overshadow what she's doing because he did it. It's going to overshadow what she did because she's a woman. Because had she shot three people and it was so-and-so's sister, that headline would have come and gone and been on to who he's dating Talk about and it. what he won. But people aren't smart enough to get that. They're attacking me. Don't attack me. I didn't kill nobody. I just wrote the headline. I didn't even write the story. Who, mm-hmm. Kelvin, did you write the story? Somebody else wrote it, but attack me because <laughs> like, I'm the face of it and it's all good. You know, there was something really nice that happened at the uh, U.S. Open, though. Did you see the one young 15-year-old girl she yeah. lost to, uh, who's the girl named Osaka um, or something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. And she, like, comforted her, and it mm-hmm. was, like, a really good uh, really good showing of you know humanity sportsmanship. and sportsmanship. Yeah. What did you think? Of? I mean, and seeing two women of color doing it was amazing because you know we 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 do set a good example. 
I loved it. I loved it because when the general public, you know, who is not black, when it's the outside world looking in and they look at black women, they have been given way too many examples of black women solving conflict with combat, you know, and I love examples of this that show a completely different, you know, for lack of a better phrase, storyline. This is the truth, you know? This is these two young, beautiful black queens. It's their truth. They've worked very hard to be where they are at the U.S. Open. And I just, I loved that... um, that you know uh, Osaka the one that had won yeah. she brought the other one over into her you know into her interview and when when she had beat Serena Williams yeah. Serena had reached over to her and yeah. said you get out there it's your moment mm-hmm. so it, it's good to really see that and we don't see it that often you know, because when it comes to competitiveness you boys are raised to have a healthy you know to have a healthy idea of com- of competition True. you know That's let fact. the best best man win yeah. with women we are not bred to view competition as as healthy you know which is why you know we get categorized as caddy and talking behind each other's backs because we don't have the necessary tools to understand how to process conflict you know which is why you know when men always it's so easy well, to categorize and there's something that you had shared uh, behind the scenes when trina was here mm-hmm. that it happened on that king magazine shoot you want to talk about that yeah so um trina and i had been a part of king magazine they it was their fifth anniversary um issue and it had five girls on the cover and it was we had our individual cover so it was myself mm. um it was trina mm. it was maya mm. um uh christina million was supposed mm. to have been on the cover but she uh wasn't able to do it at the time so um this actress what's her reagan gomez she was placed on the cover and then buffy the body was added to the cover <sighs> and it was a it was, i mean it's heavy fi- hitters he- heavy heavy hitters Ooh. You know, um, and uh, the competition—it wasn't necessarily competitiveness, but I've always wanted to like you know have a conversation with Buffy after the fact because. But you were able to look in your own behavior, and you said something that I thought. Yeah, I acted like a total asshole on that set. Mm-hmm. I really. Well, why? For lack of a better way of saying it, um, I just didn't think. I just didn't put a lot of stock into Buffy's popularity at the time, which was my bad. You know, it was my that was that was just I don't know what what was going on, what was going on in my head at the time. But that was looking back on it. I had a it was a source of shame for me because I love to empower other women. Mm-hmm. I love to pull women up who are, you know, who need need help, assistance, mentorship. That's who I you know, market myself as being because that's who I truly am. And that was one blip on the radar on, on my on, you know, on my record that I was was probably my least proud moment. You and I, I wouldn't say that it was hate. It's just it just it, it just I just did not act like a dignified woman. But I'll be honest, even you know? even in the game that I'm in with the whole digital stuff. When I first started, I was really close with Angie from The Shade Room. Mm-hmm. And she was very supportive initially. And then I felt that after I started really growing and gaining traction, I felt like maybe, you know, she wasn't as supportive. In retrospect, what she was teaching me was you got to learn how to do this on your own. Oh, yeah. Like, you got to do this on your own. Mm-hmm. I'll support you when I feel like it needs to be supported. But, you know, there was a lot of like animosity that had grown in between us. Mm-hmm. You know, she, her and her team felt like, 
we weren't supportive of them. We didn't understand why they needed to be supportive because on social, they were much bigger than us, although we were growing in many other areas. And then we started, we all started our own little, we created our own little tension that was like really out of nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, you saw at my birthday party, mm -hmm. we've now since reconnected. Mm -hmm. uh, me and Robin at Ball Alert, we talk every day. Mm -hmm. She was the first person to tell me like, yo, this podcast you got, like you guys are going to go somewhere because that shit, you guys are really good. Like mm -hmm. your interviews are great. You're a great interviewing. You got Melissa and, you know, damage is great. So, and then, and then there are other uh, people who are supportive. You know, there's the black journalists over at TMZ. There's Dish Nation, the mm -hmm. brat texting me, you know, oh, I love this or I love that. I mean, I will say now I do feel the support, but mm -hmm. I will tell you when I first started, there were bloggers still to this day, and I ain't going to say their names, because these pieces of shit motherfuckers know who they are, and I rarely repost their shit. They will never be on this show. They will never be in the Hollywood Unlock world. They, they, uh, they. First of all, they try to attack my credibility getting in the game out the gate. Then they, they Ooh. use their platform to uh, uh, do some really what they thought was going to be destructive harm to me and a, a former partner of mine. And I looked at it, I'm like, wow, this is what we do. Now where they see where I am, you know, and they come up and say, you know, congratulations, or I'm so happy for you. You know, I don't take the time to remind them of the shit they did, because I know they know when they have to crawl over here and say that to me. But I will say that I've learned now that with the new journalists coming up or the new people, I'm going to take extra time to give them advice or, you know, share the secrets that I know to help them. And that's why I look at the tennis players. You know, when you look back at Serena and Venus, when they was coming up, it was unseen before, you know, mm -hmm, black mm -hmm. women in that field. And mm -hmm. you have a young girl that's 15 years old. Yeah, you lost, but you're the future of mm -hmm. what all these women are doing, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's why I liked about it, seeing somebody older taking her under your wing. Like, look, it's not about winning or losing. This is about real support. And mm -hmm. like you said, when you see bloggers coming up now, you're going to give them that support that I felt like that girl had on that uh, tennis court that day. Yeah, well, I'll say when I when I went to, when I went to the uh, Black Girls Rock that that carpet, you know, hearing each person down the line say, "Man, we're so happy for you. We support you. Mm -hmm. Will you talk to us? Will you tell us what you did?" I know they're not just asking me questions to promote what I'm doing. They're asking me questions to understand how they can do it. Yeah. And I look at it like, man, that I ain't gonna lie, that was probably one of the days I felt the most pride in what I did because I could feel the transfer of love and support. And I would look down to see who they were representing, uh, what outlet they represent, because I wanna remember them as I continue to grow. Because then it's like, hey, when you get the talk show, hey, we need so-and-so from Urban Mag. We need so-and-so from Global Grind. We need so-and-so from, you know, Baller Alert or whatever to come on our show. Same with the show. I'm sure at some point we'll have people from other platforms on here because it doesn't take away nothing for me to help somebody else get a look. Okay, you like the Shade Room better? Cool. You like Baller Alert better? Great. You love Howard Stern better than Wendy? Fine. Guess what? We all get money. Mm -hmm. We all we all out here, and I don't look at none of these people like, well, I did wake up this morning and say I wanted to create a, war, a radio war. I don't know who to fight, though, because I like almost everybody. <laughs> Maybe, fuck you, Ebro. Maybe Ebro, I don't know. Mm. Just love one another. Just share. Just, 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 you know, somebody's success should not be a threat to yours. Mm -hmm. um, you know, no matter what looks we get individually here, we still got our Hollywood Unlocked hub to help each other out, and this will continue to grow, and we'll all continue to grow outside of this. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, we were talking about... You know, yesterday with our tarot card readings and stuff like that. But Jesus. we were talk about it. We were also talking about manifestation, you know. Um, and for people who are of the Christian faith, they call it, it's prayer. 
Um, but whatever it is, it's the conversation with God, is like whether you want to call it God or the universe or whatever the case is, it is manifesting just your desire. And you can't do that with a heavy heart and, right. you know, like, and, you know, just kind of hatred and, 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 karma, you know, yeah, you just, yeah. You, you can't. Good intentions. You can't. Oh, we exactly. talk about energy. Mm. If you secretly hate people, like if you it's wake up, if you wake up and roll over to look at somebody else and go, damn, they doing that too. Damn, they doing that too. That energy protrudes and it's going to get caught and come right back to blocking your blessing. I don't wake up and go, oh, you know, I hope the fans don't like damage more than me. I don't give a fuck who likes you because who <laughs> I, I, if they don't like you, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Me, this is what I'm saying. If, no. they <laughs> if they don't like you, that's a problem. Now, if they don't like your opinion, that's a great problem mm-hmm. because your opinion should matter, right? Your mm-hmm. opinion, whether they like your opinion, don't like your opinion. But if people just don't like the fact that people like you, the fact that people don't call you DJ Drama anymore, that's hysterical. It's amazing. It's been a lifelong thing. <laughs> I was going to get you some merch that said, I'm not DJ I'm Drama. I'm not Drama. <laughs> Shout out to DJ Drama, too. No, but I mean, it goes back to it just, I mean, I don't know. I just have never understood why. How people put their ego in the way? How people get in the way of their own blessing. All you right. could literally, you know, there was a time where I realized that I was doing a lot of shit wrong. And I had to literally stop blaming everybody. Like, my own shit. You know, like, I'm in the way. Okay, well, this person doesn't trust me. It's easy for me to say, well, they don't trust me because it's Hollywood Unlocked. Well, maybe that's one part. Maybe because I attacked their friend or did mm-hmm. something with their friend or maybe this or whatever. Now, I'm not saying that I'm responsible for every optic that's out there because there are people listening who there's some coworkers that just don't like you. You're cuter, you're thinner, or you're thicker. You have nicer shoes. You have prettier kids. Maybe your husband actually loves you and theirs doesn't. I don't know why your coworkers that's don't a thing. like you. No, there really is. That's a thing. But jealousy, envy, hate, like if you got them traits... Stay away from me. Yeah. Facts. Stay yep. away from me. Stay away from me. You know what's crazy too? Mm-hmm. You the people that have the most of it are the people that's the closer to you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It ain't never your enemy. What? What? Why would you ride somebody's coattail hating them? Is it because you think you're gonna get something, mm-hmm. or what you're is trying it? to get the crumbs? You just you sitting there waiting for I the heard crumbs in the back. Telling you, <laughs> no, it's real. never your enemies. Mm. The thing is, you can have an enemy for 10 years and be their friend because at least y'all understood where you where are. Where you stand. Where mm-hmm. you stand. Like, I don't like you because it is. You don't <laughs> like me because it is. Your best friend will hate you for 10 years and be with you hating this person. Then try to get with them. And then your but, enemy got called you. But, up. Like, you know, your man but, is calling but, me, talking that, about taking you out. But that's where when Nipsey died, I was really affected mm-hmm. because this is somebody that that got up on him. Mm-hmm. That this wasn't like a drive-by shooting. This wasn't a robbery gone bad. This was a nigga who had been on his Instagram, somebody that was close enough to be right up on him. And then the minute that he did something or something happened that he didn't like, he took this man from his kids. And I, I, I'll say... Another thing I will say that was in my mind this weekend as I was laying in my bed crippled by the feel of failure (laughs) (laughs) was just like the overwhelming, like, I love the accolades from our fans. Like, I love when fans come up to me and say, man, I love your show. I loved your Breakfast Club interview. Tell Melissa I I said hi. I loved her interview. Or, Or I tell Damage I think he fine. I love all of that. I love it, right? But I also... I'm at a place now where I'm really synthesizing everything that's coming at me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know what's (laughs) real right now. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to say this person, and I ain't going to say this person's name, but this piece of shit person, fucking, when I launched the award show, I literally did it out of being denied access to the MTV Awards. Mm -hmm. It was like a, I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. Cost me a lot of money. 
a lot of fucking hours of planning with my team choosing okay how are we gonna surprise melissa okay damn so when we get up there and give this word to angela don't make sure she don't know we gotta surprise her all right and melissa please i don't know angela please get somebody from the breakfast club there cardi can you there was so much mm-hmm. mental physical and emotional and financial tears mm-hmm. that went into building this beautiful thing yeah do you know i hit somebody up and i'm gonna tell y'all who when we sign off i ain't gonna say it the audience is gonna be mad but i don't want to be too messy I hit this person. I said, yo, thank you for inspiring me to do my own award show, LOL. And I did it as an homage. Like, I see you doing your thing. I'm now doing my thing. And it was like really like a, a olive branch. Here's my olive branch. Mm-hmm. This person said, yeah, um, happens all the time. Everybody takes for me. And I was Woo! like, wow. Like, Cocky. and I did I like the crying emoji. And then they were like, it's all good at this point. It's expected. This person really thought that my creativity was bred out of their shit. And so I went on and I said to myself, okay, this person will never come on my show. This person will never come on. This person will will never repost their shit. I don't give a fuck if they find Jesus uh, in Bethlehem at the water that Mary washed her feet in. That shit, and she put on Instagram, it ain't coming on our shit. Here's the deal. (laughs) So now the show's popping. We're all posted everywhere. We're on Dish Nation, this and that, whatever. The person slid back in my DM. Saying, you've come so far, I'm so happy for you. This and, and I wanted to accept that with love and say, oh my God, this really means a lot. But Not you know what I said? Because <laughs> you show me that instead of embracing and saying, I love what you did, or I'm, I'm happy to inspire you, even though you really didn't. It was like, yo. So now my circle, man, is tight. It's, it's really tight. Draw it, draw it right here on your phone. The I, it, there's, it's too small it's to even draw. <laughs> a dot is too big. But, but I'll say, you know, they say success breeds envy, hate, and jealousy. And I would say, people, if we really organized and supported each other, like literally took all our assets, all our resources, um, you know, me, Shade Room, Baller Alert right now are all meeting about how we can really help control the narrative of black uh, journalism online and whatever like we have the radio show national they mm-hmm. uh, uh um shade room has more followers on instagram mm-hmm. how can we really come together yeah mm-hmm. that's a process mm-hmm. i just don't understand why people hate it's a movement it is what's the word of advice what's the advice melissa how do we get people to hate less and love more and support more <laughs> <laughs> that's trying to bless somebody with ambition they don't have it you can't uh, give them you can't give them that gift sometimes i i will always you know lead you know lean more in the direction of Educate yourself, expand your horizons, and you do that through um, reading, and you do that through travel. That's just it. You become so much more open-minded, and so much more tolerant, and so much more accepting, and so much more emotionally intelligent when those two things are a major factor in, in your life. And listen, I'm not going, if travel is not an opportunity, books take you away. I I made a caption one time where I was in Bali and I was reading a book and I said, books have taken me further than my feet ever have. And it's the truth. Mm, Like you mm -hmm. disappear into another world. Read a damn book. Yeah. Self-love. Yeah. You know why? Because if you love yourself so much, you don't have time to envy somebody else because you can be like, I love myself and I love what I see in that person. Mm -hmm. Either I'm going to want to learn or support or motivate that person. So if you love yourself, and it takes a while sometimes to love yourself. Mm-hmm. It's easier said than, than done. It's not just a phrase you throw out there. I remember when Jennifer Lewis was here and she said, go in the mirror and stare at yourself and tell yourself you love yourself until the tears start rolling down your face. And I remember her saying that. It's and powerful. The, and, and, you know, I'll go on with self-love, also self-value. You know, realize that, like, I may only have 200 and 
47,000 followers on my personal Instagram, but that doesn't equate any type of value or less value than somebody that has a million or this and that because we live in a world where Instagram is not real. Half the followers are not real. The people applauding are the same people hating. And it's 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 not really about what people say. Although, I, like I said earlier, I love when the fans congratulate us and say the show is great, and they can't wait till we come to TV, and they can't wait until we are five days a week, and they can't wait until we go to New York. Just put that out there. <laughs> I love all of that, but at the same time, you got to stay grounded in just doing the work and just being the best that you are and valuing what you have done. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've built a great show Facts. and Hollywood Unlocked, I look at my staff and I say to them all the time, like, I know that I'm the face and I get the the heat and the accolades, but mm-hmm. I didn't do this shit by myself. We're a small team mm-hmm. that is building a festival, that's building a TV show. Like, we're doing a lot of amazing things. So I guess I need to take my own advice. And when I'm laying in bed feeling like I'm Self-love. not doing enough to say, mm-hmm. hey, I love myself. I love what I've accomplished. And I feel very valuable in doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, we went from tarot cards to preaching the gospel. Today. We always I mean, we go from politics to anal beads and ball gags. So, the Lord's you know. work. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my shirt now. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, but you can go by the Lord's Work, uh, just doing the Lord's Work shirts at uh, shop.thehollywoodunlocked.com. And this beautiful Jason Lee, the tea with Jason Lee, somebody's been buying these uh, these cups. So if you have them, just keep sipping slow. All right, anything you want to leave people with before we get out of here? Love yourself and stop hating. Anything you're working on you want to promote? Always. Okay, so we about to kick off the Sunday Fun vlog again with me and my son. New adventures, new things. My son's older, so it's going to be a whole new experience. If you haven't seen it yet, S-O-N, then it's like a hyphen, D-A-Y, Sunday Fun. And we're, we can actually put the link right Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we just interviewed him. Maybe. Because that's what we usually do. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we asked the person, well, so what are we working on? Yeah, we want the audience to know. I was working on some things. <laughs> working on some things. Melissa, you want to share anything? Not yet. Okay, you no. got something coming. Coming soon. I got, I got... I got something bubbling under the surface, you know, but you, you guys will be the second to know. It'll be first first as these guys. But yeah, it's coming soon. Well, listen, yeah. uh, we'll be in New York. I'll be in New York. Are you coming to New York for Fashion Week? Huh? Okay, so I'll be in New York from the 5th <laughs> to the 15th. If you are in the New York City area, you will see me somewhere because I plan. I am resting. I'm getting another uh, IV. And I'll get I'm, there by the 10th. And I'm packing and I'm going to be all over the city. Um, mm-hmm. No, I really am. I want to say that there's going to be an exciting announcement coming out. And I'm not going to block the blessing by saying what I'm working on specifically. But I will say that I'm 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 uh, going to be really going hard and announcing um, my um production company name because I'm now going to start creating content. I feel like, you know, we created the show, we employ people, we create a Hollywood Unlock, we employ people, but what I want to do now is create reality TV shows, scripted and non-scripted shows, to be able to just provide more opportunity for people, mm-hmm. you know, and I have a really big partner, and when that announcement comes out, they better hold on to their seats because I'm looking for the next best thing. Please don't email it to me just yet because y'all going to start sliding my DMs talking about, oh, my cousin Nippy. No, Nippy, let Nippy lie. Well, that's, maybe I fucked that up. Hilarious. All right, we out of here. Peace. Bye, everybody. <laughs>